Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, the Crypto Guy, and today we're sitting down with former CBSLA anchor and reporter, Elsa Ramon. Elsa, can you Let's do it? Yeah, can you give us a little bit more background on who you are, what you've been doing, and then how you got introduced to crypto? Well, I uh, started my journalism career in nine. Well, actually, I would say before I was even on air, I started by doing internships while I was in college. I was going to UC Irvine, Los Angeles, for most of my life. Um, and I started doing internships at the local TV stations in my junior and senior years. I want to get into this business, do that because they get to know the people in the newsrooms and hopefully they can get a really low level production assistant job out of it, you know, before they graduate production assistants in LA newsrooms, you know, take scripts to the anchors and they ever is asked of them of the from the producers, the reporters, the anchors. And we kind of, uh, as interns, beg to go out with the reporters on their stories and in the studios during the newscast quietly in the corner and watch the anchors do the news. You know, it's just a chance to learn all about it and and have uh, connections and make connections while you're in there. And hopefully if you hustle, that impression and people in the newsroom recognizing your hard work gets you at the very least uh, the entry level production assistant that's all you need you just got to get your foot in the door and really prove yourself at that point and that's that's what i did so you've you know obviously gone on to have a very successful career after that you know you worked in this industry for a very long time what drew you to crypto how did you first get involved with you know the whole scene it was totally by accident I mean, being a a journalist for the last 22 years, of course I had heard about Bitcoin, but I was just like everybody else is and was. uh, I knew it was a digital currency, but that's as far as it went. I mean, other than little articles here and there I saw pop up, I just knew nothing about the space. I definitely didn't know what blockchain technology was. And um, that was pretty much the extent of it. A year ago, um, I was asked to MC an event put on by some technologists and investors and crypto tax attorneys. What they wanted to do was have this panel and invite people to come and learn about crypto and blockchain and just learn everything they could about it from this Q&A session. I was asked to MC it because one of the technologists was familiar with me in Los Angeles. Uh, he had watched me and his mother had watched me uh, anchor the newscast every night. So I was asked to kind of MC this event and keep it moving along. And in between, while I was listening to all the speakers with everybody else, hearing, I mean, I was learning just like everybody else when I wasn't up there introducing the next speaker and what they were going to talk about. And when I heard about blockchain technology, that's when everything changed for me. That's when I realized crypto 
currency in Bitcoin is one thing. It's a currency. It's what we give value to. But the blockchain technology was one of the most exciting and globally changing technologies I had ever heard about. And when I realized through listening to the speakers what it could do, what its potential is, how it can help us, how it can help marginalize people in other countries, how it can give who never would imagine in their whole lives, they wouldn't get something, a bank account. I just, I was blown away as a journalist wanted to do what I wanted to do because who give a voice to people, you know, you have the, the capacity to be on air as a reporter and anchor, and you can be a voice for people who don't have that way to ask for help or spread words. So, so just intrigued and impressed by it. I wanted people blockchain wasn't just general knowledge that this wasn't blowing up, that this wasn't like everybody going, this is going to change our lives. I, it really touched me so deeply that night that I, I never looked back because I want to do, you want to change people's lives. You want to inform them. You want to right wrongs. You want to bring justice. And I feel like blockchain, it can do all of that. What journalist wouldn't want to do that? To me, I felt like I had just struck gold and I couldn't stop. Right. It's it's funny that before you're introduced to the scene, you know, you it's almost like you had never heard of it. It had never come up before in life. And then as soon as you hear about it and you start doing a little bit of research, there's this kind of flick of the light that just everything changes you realize wow right? it's crazy it's like an epiphany yeah in it, a way it yeah. really is yeah so you unlike most of the people that i've had on have a little bit of a different story you you didn't know too much about it and then you kind of got pulled in to MC this event um and then you took it upon yourself to kind of just understand and listen and you obviously you know you're reporting on the news a lot you're you're always on the cutting edge of new technology, stuff like that. So when you heard about this, it, it really piqued your interest. And, and from there, you kind of just jumped headfirst right in. So after that event, you know, you started researching more, I'm assuming, and learning more about it. Can you kind of tell us how that progressed into the project you're currently working on? And can you give us a brief overview of what that is and what you guys are doing? Sure. So the the people who put on the event that I emceed, um, I started to get to know them more and, and they really started teaching me because they started asking questions about it and they were teaching me about and pointing me to resources. I was still working at CBS at the time and at that point I had no idea that six, seven months later I'd be leaving the network for this. But Ed, the more I talked to the panelists, the more I learned, or I just could not turn it off. And I kept going and going and researching and then realizing that this is really starting to, to break into the mainstream media uh, as far as articles and coverage. And I started realizing that again, CNBC and Forbes all had uh, crypto-related Twitter accounts and complete sections on their website devoted to cryptocurrency and everything in the space. 
And look, being on the air and working for all the networks for the past 22 years, I know that once something starts making it into the mainstream media in that form, that it, there's no turning back. It's starting to make an impression. And then I realized, well, you know, I know Bitcoin's been around for, at the time, it was almost 10 years. We were just shy of the 10-year uh, anniversary. And I thought, well, it's been around for 10 years just about now just starting to make it into the mainstream media that means it's in it took 10 you know all those 10 years everybody all of us including myself who are not in the space have been lying dormant and now it's there it's front and center and it's not being ignored by the you know the the traditional financial news outlets like the ones i i just mentioned all of these things just started clicking in my head. I was like, this, this is the future. And I had already been doing television news, kind of thinking, I need an afterlife after this career because I see television news and the whole structure of it, the way it is now, dying. And I knew even a few years back that another passion because this is, this is not going to sustain. Uh, newsrooms across the country, and I'm talking print, radio, television, we're cutting back and cutting back and strangling the resources and giving people in newsrooms less to work with. I just saw the writing on the wall, but I didn't know what I could do because this is what I worked for and did my whole life. So when all the dots started connecting and I started realizing this future and not only that but how captivated i was by the technology web blockchain i was like this i'm i'm gonna pitch this idea to the people the event because i knew they were heavily invested in a lot of projects and you know they were uh they have a vc firm and idea and after months of going back and forth and kind of developing you know, a plan, a format, a rundown for a show I envisioned, how we could do it, where we would go and put together a whole plan so that the investors could see, kind of visualize what it could be. They finally said yes. And it wasn't just the fact that I had the skills to put together a show and write and create a show because of my 22 years in a the business. They genuinely saw my dedication, curiosity in everything about the technology and cryptocurrency. It, it just, I can tell you right now that I would never go back to news. Traditional if, news. Yeah, traditional news anyway, uh, the way I used to do it. So once they bought the idea, I pitched at, called Adventures in Crypto Plan and we went back and forth for months and months. They agreed and they funded our show. We all, myself and my crew, the production company, you know, we all agreed on what we could do it for, for the least amount of money, obviously, because, you know, everyone's a little tight right now and because of the, of the bear market. So they gave us a budget and we agreed to that budget. And in all that, and we started shooting in uh, July of uh, 2018, just last year. As soon as we got funded, we got to work because we already knew what stories we wanted to focus on, what countries we wanted to go to. We had all this planned out already. Uh, we were just waiting for the green light and the money to be able to, to book all of this. 
So for just about the entire summer, myself, Cruz, my production company uh, that that is doing this Malto media out of Atlanta, we got to work and we were nonstop for the entire summer shooting. We went to uh, Japan, we went to uh, Spain, we went to the blockchain cruise on the Mediterranean where we had access to amazing people in the space like Bobby Lee, Roger Ver, all of the people that the names that you know, John McAfee, they were all on this ship and we had the opportunity to talk to all of them. And except for John McAfee, I was able to talk to him a little bit later <laughs> at his home, a trip in itself, but- um, <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. Yeah, uh, you know, um, on our website, I've been working on some video blogs and things and and there, we're gonna have a whole blog and, and with video and everything on that whole day spent with McAfee at his house with him and his wife Janice and his security detail. It was it was amazing. It was crazy. It was fun. It was a little scary, but it was it was probably one of the most memorable interviews I'll ever have in my life. Um, but we also went to domestically to New York to see how um, you know the legacy. Uh, institutions are handling this and how right under their noses on Wall Streets are are other companies that are dealing with alt lending and you know uh, we went to Montana to the Crow agency the Crow people were kind enough to let us and our crew onto their reservation and reveal to us that in an entire mining facility on their land they're calling it the Giga Ranch and it's going to be completely hydropowered. So they're not going to spend extremely little to nothing on electricity to be able to mine. And they're also creating their own cryptocurrency called One Nation Coin. And what they're hoping to do is um, through a group called United Tribal Partners, they have representatives from all different uh, tribes throughout the country campaign educating all the tribes throughout the United States over to this one nation coin so that the Native American tribes can truly be sovereign from the U.S. government truly after you know hundreds of years of oppression you know you only have to know basic history to know what's happened to the indigenous people um, they're going to finally be in that position to be a truly sovereign and we had the just complete honor of being invited by them to see where they're gonna do this, hear their plans. And they even introduced the technology to their people during their 100th Crow Fair, which we also got to witness. And they set up an entire um, display P for the Crow people to come in and try to see what it's like to vote on the blockchain, to buy things with cryptocurrency. They were all given phones, run through these sort of drills to see how it works. And they were beyond excited. Some of them were so, they were so emotional, like about to cry because this is the kind of transparency and freedom and power that they have been fighting for for hundreds of years. And they actually got to see it in real time by uh, the company that is developing the blockchain for them, HE3 Labs. 
and it a moving moving day and experience to see their reaction you know i dealing with indigenous people you cannot blame them for being so distrustful and um very cynical about things they're told that are going to help them and better them they were really moved by this and so that's going to be part of our show so it, it's stuff like this that just moving and to me that's journalism that it's yes it's about the blockchain and it's about crypto but it's also this is the story this is what journalists do we want to get the story of course we want to get the exclusive and that's what the crow people gave us but it's also how they if you think about it are going to be the example possibly for the rest of the united states on how to make this work for everybody and it's really i can't wait to show this story you you guys seem to be right on the cutting edge of everything so I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. Uh, you know, you talked with some, you talked about some huge names. Um, you know, McAfee, Ver, Bobby Lee, and then this whole project with um, the tribe. I'm a little bit taken back. You know, you guys, <laughs> you guys started six six or so months ago, and you've already done so much, and you've already talked with so many people about so many different stories. So I I don't really know what else to say there except congratulations. <laughs> Honestly, um, it's it's mind blowing to me um, that you guys have done so so much in so little time. So we've kind of got a background of what uh, adventures in crypto is going to be about. Some of the stories that you guys are going to be dropping when you guys actually launch and get all the editing done. And I know you talked a little bit about kind of how the show came to be with the investors first reaching out and then you pitching this idea to these investors. Can you kind of get into the details of, you know, if somebody wanted to do this themselves, um, which obviously is a huge endeavor because you are one dealing with raising funds, talking with leaders of industry that may not always be available. Can you talk about how exactly things got set up, how you get these stories? Because this is your expertise. So I feel like everyone who's listening really wants to know how you're really putting this all together. Well, I, you know, first of all, that did it didn't hurt that I had such a long career in television journalism and in journalism period to to draw from. Really, I was asked to MC this event. I've just been that, and I could have not paid attention and could have not invested a little time to try to learn in between the speakers, but. My first bit of advice is people in this space are trying to teach you and taking the time share this passion, listen, because the, the investors spent so much time over that period where we were building the idea for the show and putting the whole plan together and everything that I listened to everything they had to say, but they also spent their own time teaching me and explaining to me out of the goodness of their hearts, but also because they believe so deeply and passionately. So I took the opportunity. Yes, I had the background. Yes, listened and I explored it more. A lot of people in this space who really believe in it and know the impact it's going to have. So keep with those people. I would say immerse yourself in everything you can read, 
listen to like your podcast uh, and really get to know it because I feel like those are the things that present the opportunities. And that's exactly what I did. I was doing this while I was still working at CBS unbeknownst to everybody that I was working with. And, you know, time when I wasn't at work, just completely devouring everything I could about crypto. And yes, it's a little bit of luck too. It's, you know, the whole saying that, you know, you, you work hard, you create the opportunity and when luck comes, there you are. It, it's a little bit of all of it, hard work, opportunity and luck. And I just extremely lucky to find investors who are not only extremely passionate about this, but they're family people and they saw the value in this and they saw that I saw the value in it and was passionate too. And it just, the stars aligned and you know what, sometimes I'll take dumb luck any day too, but it was a combination of all of it, the hard work, the opportunity and the luck. And you just make this your world or whatever it is you're passionate about your world, you will come up with the opportunity if you put in the hard work and that luck will come around. You just got to keep at it. Like you, you have a crypto podcast. There aren't many of you guys out there with crypto podcasts. I mean, there's they're starting to pop up more and more, but you've been doing it for a little while now. And so you already have a head start because you saw the future in this. It's the same thing. You just, you got to start somewhere. And I just, Thought, what do I have to lose? You know, a lot of people might be thinking when you say, what did I have to lose? They're like, oh, your job, you know, but I think you see the bigger, <laughs> you know, you really see the bigger picture here. And that's why you took that leap. Um, and that's why you're here on my podcast. And that's why you've had all these, mm-hmm. you know, amazing interviews. And this is why you're doing so much is because you believe in this and you have vision and you took that leap. So you touched on, you know, some great, great tips and kind of, but they they were a little bit general, you know, for someone mm. who, you know, if someone's listening to this podcast uh, with the idea of maybe joining or starting their own crypto show, kind of news show, let's just give them a couple tips. Like, for example, how, how did you get these, sure. how did you get these interviews with these huge names? Um, I know oh, okay. a, a lot of people get brushed off when they kind of reach out to people. <laughs> so maybe well, talk, talk about here- that. They were trapped <laughs> because, because honestly, they were because my director uh, one day emailed me as we're putting together the whole idea of the show and where we're going to shoot and all that kind of stuff. And he said, look, have you seen this, this Mediterranean cruise, the Coins Bank cruise, all these people are going to be speaking on it. And so he emailed me the info. And I thought, this is great because look at all these people, McAfee, Roger Vera, Bobby Lee. I mean, all these like wow and and Brock Pierce and this is an an all-star lineup which I would not have known had I not been doing my research and reading and totally immersing myself in the world right uh those people those names would have meant nothing to me so I said we got yeah we got to go on this and he said yeah I think you're right so we you know um asked our investors hey do you know who's running this coins bank cruise thing and They said, yeah, uh, let me check. And they said, yes, we know. We'll get you on the ship and uh, for a discounted fee for media. Okay. So, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. The worst they could say is no, but we could still, I mean, there's no, we don't know anyone on the ship and we still could have bought our tickets for full media price. Right. 
but we were able to have some connections, which helped us with our budget, save a little bit of money. But I saw that they were all on this cruise for three days and they could only outrun me for so long. <laughs> on the cruise, we're out in the Mediterranean. So I knew I, <laughs> I knew that at some point, once we got on the ship, getting to know who their people are, uh, their handlers, if you will, the people, you know, their posses and, you know, all their entourage, you just got to ask. I, just like everybody else, went up and asked and said, hey, listen, I, we're doing this show and we're on this cruise and, you know, I used to be with CBS and I left and I'd love to talk to them. Here's my info. Here's my number. Here's where we're staying on the ship. And I just took a crack at it, you know, and, and fortunately everybody said yes. So it helps that they were, quite honestly, if I'm being totally real, they were trapped on this ship and and they couldn't get away from me. (laughs) So, you know, I looked for an opportunity where I could get them, like if you go to a conference and you see these people and you're trying to maybe just, you know, get yourself out there for whatever it is you're pitching, your podcast, your show, whatever, your app, whatever it is. So you put yourself in the same space as them in front of their faces. I mean, the squeaky wheel gets the oil and it's true. And in a lot of these situations, already expecting to be mobbed, right? People coming up to them wanting pictures, asking questions. So they're already in this mode of they know they're working at these types of things, these conventions and these, you know, cruises and all these things. So If you're ready to go and you come up to them and take a swing at it, there's a good chance that you might get even just a little bit of what you're looking for. That'd be my advice. Yeah, I absolutely love that. You got creative is what I really took out of that. You know, you you didn't stop at just reaching out to them. You you got tickets to a cruise, you went out and you hunted them down. And you, and you, honestly, you did. And, and you got these stories. And I love that because I feel like too many people are are kind of scared to reach out. You know, I mean, really, what's the worst they could say is no. It's not like they're going to punch you when they say no. I mean, if you if they do, then there's something seriously wrong with them. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the worst they could say is no. And you try again. I mean, that that's it. Exactly. You're never going to know. Yeah. You don't ask. And I, I, I think that's the biggest issue with some people that they have is that they get to in their head and they don't ask and like you mentioned so many people in the space are willing to help and willing to teach and you know willing to go out of their way to get other people involved because they see the value in this space so Mm -hmm. to anyone who's listening you know if you reach out I can almost guarantee you that you know you will have people that are willing to help you uh, with whatever kind of you're working on um, because you took the time out to to talk to them and show that, you know, they are somebody. So I love that. I I still can't believe you you went and jumped on a cruise with everybody. And so moving on from kind of getting this started, you know, you talked about a lot of the interviews and the projects that you're kind of working on or have already filmed and are now in the process of editing. Can you give me what you are most excited about for 2019 with regards to this show? Because you've already thrown up some amazing stories. I'm not sure how you're going to top that, but <laughs> tell, tell me what you're, you're kind of doing in 2019 and what you're, what you're excited for. 
Well, we're already looking towards the next season shooting for the show. I've just been, all of us who are on the crew have been amassing stories that we see pop up that will, that people will relate to. Like for instance, uh, in Ohio, I know last month, um, the treasurer of Ohio decided that he was going to be extremely progressive and accept Bitcoin for tax payments from businesses. Think about it. Ohio is the first state in the country making those kinds of headlines. And, you know, so I want to go to Ohio and talk to the treasurer and talk to some of these businesses who are planning to do this, pay their taxes, business taxes with Bitcoin, because these are the types of things that are going to make the change. These are the real world applications that people are going to watch others do and then maybe get more comfortable with it. So, you know, we are going to try to highlight some of those examples in the United States, but also how um, in other parts of the world where exchanges uh, are opening up and giving people access to banking for the first time, well, crypto banking and peer-to-peer, you know, payments and stuff like that, higher lives, and they can do it all on their phone. Uh, you know, so it. it to, I want to highlight some more of those stories. Uh, we're also eyeing Malta because, as you know, Malta, if you're in the space, you know that Malta is really uh, transforming itself and implementing blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. They want to be called or referred to, in fact, they already are, a blockchain island. So we want to go there and see how it's progressing and how it's working and how it's being used in real life so that in the next season, people actually see now these concepts being put to work and actually being used and why it's so much of a big deal. Um, you know, we're already planning that. We don't have a home yet. We have some interest right now. Um, hoping some of the interest pans out and when we make our pitches as soon as the show is finalized and completely edited and done and ready to go so season two already you know jumping into the (laughs) next one you're you know pushing forward i love that and i i also liked about you know the kind of stories that you are going to be touching on because a lot of people get caught up in the price movement and this downward bear market that we've been in but Mm -hmm. you know 2019 2020 in the coming years adoption is really going to to blow up in my opinion and so you're mm-hmm. already you've already got your mind on it you know let's let's talk on adoption mm-hmm. let's go talk about you know bitcoin being accepted for taxes let's go talk to the people in malta so you're very new to the industry but you already can see where it's going which really it shows in what your project is about and where it's headed well you know you if you stick with what you know i know journalism and i know really compelling stories and I know how to put them together and tell them. And the fact that I'm extremely passionate about it and a complete believer helps too. And um, I'm just so excited for everyone to see these stories and really watch them and and do their own research. I see, and I, I hope to inspire people and get them motivated to start learning and teaching. But yeah, a very short amount of time, my life has changed completely. And I gotta tell you that even if 
the show crashed and burned for some odd reason. I just can't go back to television journalism in the traditional way that I've done it. I'm forever changed. And I know I would want to be doing something in this space. I can't go back. What you just said was you wouldn't go back to, you know, traditional network television news reporting. That's actually kind of a great segue into my final question. Mm -hmm. And I, I like to ask everyone who comes on, you know, if you had to start over the show, like you said, crashed and burned and you were starting completely fresh, what's the first thing that you would do to kind of get back on track and build up back to where you are now? Um, well, I would certainly uh, approach the Met in this space and worked within this space to see if maybe they have a job. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but I would try to, you know, take that job and try to turn it again to make the biggest impact. Uh, that's definitely what I would do. I would definitely start using the connections that I've made and the friends that I've made in this space to see how I'd be able to make impacts in other ways using the skills that I have. There we go. Yes. So make connections, leverage those connections mm -hmm. and, and really start to figure out how you can make an impact. Because if you don't know how you can make an impact, you can't really move forward with any kind of business. You'll, you'll have no direction really. So right. figure out your long-term vision, make those connections, network a lot, figure out how to use everyone in this industry to your advantage. Last thing I kind of want to touch on, because um, I'm sure everyone who's listening is like, well, where can I see these interviews? So you, <laughs> you said you're looking for a home right now. Um, but in the meantime, where, where can everyone go check this out? Absolutely. Adventuresincrypto.tv. Uh, pretty soon we have our social media person working on and our editor working on cutting some video packages to go with the blogs and that are going to be posted probably within the next week or so. Um, but keep checking back. There's a little preview and a little snippet of some of the people we've and parts of the world we've been able to see on this journey. So they can go to adventuresincrypto.tv right now and we will be posting the updates and once we are much closer to a launch date we'll have all of the information on our website there we go yeah so i'll, I'll have that that link in the bio and the description of the podcast for anyone who wants to go check that out that's adventuresincrypto.tv and if you've got any sort of breaking stories or you want to be a part of this team in any kind of way uh, on their website, there is a link to get involved. So reach out. Um, I'm sure everyone who's involved with Adventures in Crypto would be more than happy to speak with you. Just shoot them, shoot them an email. So we absolutely would. We'd uh, love to hear from you. I'm just absorbing everything I can. So please reach out. Elsa, I, I really appreciate you sitting down and talking with us. We went over a ton um, I'm really looking forward to the show, what you guys are going to be putting out. You've got some huge stories. So I will be staying tuned. Please keep everyone in, updated and involved as possible. And again, thank you for coming on. It's absolutely my pleasure to be with you. And thank you for asking me to be with you. <laughs> if you ever have any questions, you know where to find me. All right, guys, I've got a small favor to ask if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes. Um, could you please share this with your network? 
Uh, we want to get the cryptocurrency message out to as many people as possible, get them involved, interested, and then get them building businesses centered around cryptocurrencies. Um, and so as a thank you to all of the people who have been listening thus far, um, we're doing that. We're doing giveaways. Um, and so the winner of this week's giveaway, which is $25 in Bitcoin, um, that's going to Jan underscore Bell. So if you could reach out to me, um, get in contact with me, uh, we'll get you that Bitcoin. And uh, to everybody else, be on the lookout. Like I've said before, we're giving away cash and prizes every single week. Um, so again, if you didn't win, be on the lookout next week. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode. And I just want to take a quick second to ask you a huge favor. If you found anything in the episode helpful or it's been inspiring to you in any way, I just ask that you share it with your friends, family, anyone you know on social media, um, and hopefully we can help them out as well. Have a good one.